Welcome to The Conversation. This is Gretchen. And hi, I'm Christy. And this is Conversations to Connect. You're listening to episode 23, where we will be getting real about committed relationships with our guest, Stephen. Ever since the podcast was about to get started, Stephen was going to be on it. I just know that... Back in the day. <laughs> so, so, so we're he, thinking about starting this podcast. You and have he said, to be on it. He said, when am I going to, when's my turn? And I said, just be patient. There will be a time. And here we are. are. It's finally Steven's turn to be on. And I think that it'll be very. I didn't think you were ever serious about it, honestly. (laughs) Well, here we are. And Steven's feedback is we need a jingle at the beginning of Mm, the podcast. You're not the only person that has said that. You need an opening tune. You need a little ding, ding, ding. That's NBC. Don't steal that. Copyright. But to it off pitch, it's fine. (laughs) Right. Um, You need something. This is therapy talk. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Gretchen has a podcast voice. We I do know. have a podcast voice. So I've never had this You're not the voice. only person who has said that, and that's something that Christy and I will have to figure out. Yeah, this is year two, baby. We're going to have to right. go for it. Well, we wanted to welcome Steven because we've been talking, we've been talking about relationships and coming off of our podcast about dating. We thought maybe it would be a good idea to move into talking about once you're in a, some form of established relationship, however you might define that. Now what? You know, like right. what's that like? How do you still take care of yourself when you are in a relationship with someone else while also trying to manage all of that craziness? So do you want to tell us a little bit about your situation and like your relationship? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's see. I know I look young, but I'm 33. Okay. Shocking. I I have been with my husband, Corey, since 2005. I was 19. We were dating. Um, So we're going on, I'm doing math, 14 years in August. Next, geez, next month. And then 10 years married in October. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's fun. Is it? Question mark? It's fun most of the time. Fun question mark. Yeah. Not fun exclamation point. No, 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 no. Okay. There's never an exclamation point. Yeah. No, no, no. Marriage is the end of exclamation point. Unless... <laughs> Among yeah, other things. Yes. <laughs> so we... Uh, there's so much backstory to that. But yeah. We, A little we, bit of the backstory. We were... I will say... I tell everyone that I, I talk about this. We were dumb and we didn't talk about marriage and what it meant to us mm. and what we wanted and all those ideas. We were just like... <laughs> Let's get married. Yeah. Let's just do it. Yeah. And it was not legal almost anywhere at that point, so right. we went to Massachusetts to get married. So Stephen is offering the gay perspective on relationships. Is By there the way, a di- is there- I'm gay. <laughs> um, is, there di- is there a difference in your mind between the straight relationships and the gay community? Yes, yes and, and no. no. Yeah, 100% yeah. yes and no. Um, because I get told so many times oh my gosh, I wish we could be like a gay couple like from straight couples. Or I see that and I'm like, oh my god, I could never do what you guys do. Oh, yeah. Good luck. For example? The number one thing that bothered me the most, I think, is when if I'm like, hey, let's go hang out on Friday night, and they're like, oh, I have to ask so-and-so. That bothers me because I don't like asking for permission from someone that I'm married. I don't know. That just mm. doesn't... That rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like check them see if there's no plans and then we're cool and then yeah it's fine right yeah but asking that not cool um so i think it's a lot of those kind of structures that bother me that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah but you were saying so then when you and uh, your husband decided to get married you really didn't have a lot of communication about what that meant to each of mm-mm, you and mm-mm. what your marriage would look like mm-hmm. mm. none of that um and it's sort definitely of young too young um married How, 24 oh you both the same age is there an he's age one year older okay yeah yeah so still both of you pretty young yeah, yeah. both still look very young mm-hmm. but good not. job yes, yes. thank <laughs> you lotion use it so it's definitely changed like i'd say the first two years in it changed and then it changed again maybe four years after that mm. and like so it's just kind of always evolving which i think it should be mm-hmm. because we are but yeah we've commented and i've said it so many times throughout the years, we should definitely have talked about it before getting married because mm. we probably wouldn't have at that point mm. if we did have that conversation. What do you think has kept you married? <sighs> I'm not religious in any way, but I would say the big thing that always turns out with me, like he's Catholic or was when we met, and the whole idea of not agreeing with divorce. Mm. I don't know why. I'm always like, no, it's like, it's going to not make sense, but... 
if I adopt an animal, I'm not going to give that animal away when I move to a house that doesn't allow pets. Mm -hmm. That just sounds weird to me. So if you take Mm -hmm. on a big life event like that, it's not just abandoning it. Right. And I've seen a lot of couples like, oh, we fought, so we're breaking up. And that doesn't make sense. So yeah, I think it's just, it's never been an idea because divorce to me is something that's been a huge event where we've had huge events, but none of them have, I guess, equaled that yet yeah <laughs> knock on well, someone the interesting thing is is unless you stick through those hard times you don't see the growth from yourself mm-hmm. or what the other person can bring right to your from life. yourself from the other person and from the relationship mm-hmm. yeah. because relationships are all going to have those hang-ups and differences no two people are the same what i think a lot of us get stuck in because i know i did previously and still sometimes do in my relationship is that it's like when you're butting heads with someone and you're you're in that argument, you are fighting and feeling like, I don't know what how to get out of this. I don't know what the solution is. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. where, like, we just keep having the same fight or we've been having this fight for a very long time. All these heads are nodding around me. No one can see that, but I, that's why I have to say it. Um, and that can be really frustrating. And it's like, I'm banging my head up against the wall. I've had this argument so many times how do we work through that? Do you, so you're nodding. You found that. I'm in that right now. You're in that right well, now. Well, Gretchen just said it from today. And you're married 14 I'm years. Married. She's like, we're... I'm not married 14 years. Right. Don't... Um, to, it's actually the same. Together, yeah. we we started... Da- my husband and I started dating in 2005. I don't know. Whatever. whatever. We got married in 2008. So our, my, our anniversary will be 11 years. But together, 14. But yeah. Like, so the same. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's same, basically. But we just had the same kind of situation. You know, just had this, he had a bad day and was taking it out on me, just like I've had bad days and I take it out on him. And it's, it is frustrating sometimes to be like, really? After 14 years, we're still doing this. We're still having Mm -hmm. bad days. And then like taking a crap on each other. Mm -hmm. It's frustrating, but you continually like, this is just like you said, this is the commitment that I've made. I've made a commitment to this relationship. I'm not going to give up on it because I see value in it for me. Mm -hmm. And so for the 920 millionth time <laughs> this year literally say if you're in a bad mood please don't take it out on me and let's let's work through this or this is what's happening now right. in john gottman's marriage therapy materials he says there are perpetual problems and solvable problems yes so if you're in a committed relationship there's going to be at least one issue that continues to come up over and over Sometimes again. Sometimes more than one. Sure, yeah. Hopefully well, not And many. then what's your communication around that and how can you sometimes... Ch- and humor is a hard thing because it's something that helps the situation but mm. not always in the moment. Like if somebody's really pissed off and you try to crack a joke, it's probably not going to go over too well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have you found, Stephen, in the time that you've been married, how your communication has changed for better or worse? I think it's... Both. It's 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 been good and bad. I've always been. I'm a very vocal person. I've always been very open about how I feel and what I think and how I think you're a terrible person at the moment. <laughs> and he's always struggled with expressing himself. He's done great times and he's had some pretty bad times with expressing that whole like holding up for months and then exploding way down the road and saying like, oh, this thing from February. And I'm like, it's sweating outside. Like, what are you talking about? Why are you bringing up stuff? Yeah. Like months later. Months later. Yeah. Up? And so he has a big Perpetual issue problems. Mm-hmm. Right. Something that just keeps coming up. Just keeps gnawing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you had mentioned about the fact that when you and your husband got married, you didn't talk about what marriage is like. Did you later on then have that conversation and realize like, oh crap? <laughs> yes. My, uh, many times. What were some of the things would you mind talking about? Like, oh, wow, this was what my belief was. Or this was what your belief was. Like, how did that come about? Well, you said that it wasn't legal. So yeah. starting with that. So <laughs> there was already that. You know, we went away. We had the vacation. We got married. Cliffside, just he and I. No family, no friends. Mm. Kind of thing in Salem, Massachusetts. I recommend it. It's beautiful. <laughs> I always said beforehand, it's just a piece of paper. It's not going to mean anything. But we're there. Let's just do it. Because mm. it's not probably not going to be legal anywhere like close to us. We're in Pennsylvania. In Ohio before that, mm-hmm. then as soon as it happened, it was way different. It felt way different to me, at least. Mm. I was like, oh, this is heavy. Oh, this is like real. This is like realness. Like, I can't just Isn't leave it? tomorrow and it's over. There's more It's more complicated change. than yeah, that. Yeah, there's more yeah. around it. Yeah. Well, it changes. Like, and I, yes. same thing. When I got married, I was like, oh, we've already lived together. It's not going to feel different. Like, whatever. But it's, there is a different weight to it. Yeah. There's a way that we, I think we think about it differently that makes it feel that way. Like, what, again, whatever our beliefs are about marriage. Yes. 
all of a sudden that kind of comes about. Yeah. I actually was looking at the definition of commitment with a, a client earlier, and I found it very interesting. So there's two definitions. definitions to it. And I was like, hmm, maybe some people see this kind of differently. So the first one is uh, the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause activity. And I'm like, okay. So you're dedicated to this person. You believe or in to this the person. Relationship. Or yeah. to the relationship. You want to see it grow. The second one is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Wow. That, it's both. It is both. That is like the, that's amazing. That's like the epitome of marriage because it is, it's a commitment that you're making. It's like this, this engagement, but also Mm -hmm. a restriction. Well, okay. And so the synonyms for the first one are dedication, devotion, allegiance, loyalty, faithfulness, fidelity, bond, adherence, attentiveness. The synonyms for the second one, responsibility, obligation, duty, tie, charge, liability, burden, pressure. His face while you were reading all of those ones was just like... That second one just sounds so sad. It does. Well, and then I think like over time when people are getting frustrated with each other, they maybe have kids now, they're starting to do things separately, they see it as a burden. Yes. Like you said, Stephen, oh, I have to ask permission for this. Or just to check in. Not to have freedom necessarily. I mean, because everyone's relationship is different, but... It is having freedom. You do have freedom, but you also have to be considerate of the other person. So I see it as that. It's like, I'm not like, well, let me ask because I need permission from my husband. Mm -hmm. I don't need permission from my husband and he doesn't need permission from me. But because I respect him and love him and care about him, and hopefully he does the same to me. I think he does. (laughs) I want to check in with him and say, hey, I would like to do this. I want to let you know, can we make this work? And Mm -hmm. if there are things that he wants to do, he will tell me, hey, I want to do this. Can we make this work in that kind of way? And so it's like, yes, I want to do that, but I need to let my partner know Mm -hmm. because it's inconsiderate if I'm just, well, I don't care what you're doing. I'm just going to do whatever I want. It's just in my relationship. And I think that's the thing is that we have to have these conversations with the people that we're in relationships with is that I know people that will just be like, oh no, I don't have to check my partner. I'll just do whatever I want. Yes. And that's fine because that's the relationship that that they have. That works for them. Other people are like, no, I would never do that. I think that that's inconsiderate. Okay, that's fine for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We get into trouble, I think, when we make those generalizations of, well, you think that's inconsiderate. I don't. There's something wrong with you. Yes. Right? And like mm-hmm. we kind of like apply those stereotypes or generalizations. You should always check in with your partner. You should mm-hmm. always do this and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. The shoulds. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I think that also really applies. I'm feeling that thing a lot from family and friends, mm. sometimes friends, mostly strangers. Um, family and strangers. <laughs> family and strangers. Um, friends strangers are the worst. The terriblest. Um, I don't know you. Why do you care so well, much Steven about my relationship? Well, work in, in the social social systems, so he's seen uh, yeah. a lot of varieties of people and relationships and families. The worst so kinds, can... though, because it was CYF. Yeah. So oh, it was like this dysfunctional kind. Right, right, right. But like being in an open relationship, which we are and have been for a while now, sometimes polyamorous, depends on the day and the mm-hmm. person. We get that, and I'm not shy about saying that. Like, I've told my family, I've just casually mentioned it, because I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, because it's not a... It's not a big deal to you. Yeah, it's not a monumental thing. It's just part of what it is. Mm. But I definitely get, like, from my sister especially, who is nutso, she just kind of is like, well, how can you do that? You're married. I'm like, I'm still married at the end of the day, even if we're open and we meet someone else or whatever, Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not going anywhere. We have that understanding with each other. Did you always? No. No. That was also conversations. Um, oh, see what comes out when we talk to each other. Oh, right? my God. My number one, Edwin's always like, how do you make it 10 years? That's so impressive. A lot of people are saying that to us nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, gee, thanks. I tell everyone, communication, communication, communication. Say it again. Communication. Okay. Yeah. I guess you didn't get it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. times is yeah. It's like, even if it sucks... Talk about it, mm-hmm. spill it, scream it. I don't share care. It. You have yeah. to share it. You have to share it. Otherwise, you're going to be in the dark and it just keeps growing and getting darker and getting mm-hmm. crazier. Yeah. Well, a lot of people hold it because they're afraid of the reaction from their partner. You were talking about your partner holding things. Do you think that perhaps your reactions might get in the way sometimes? Or his just fear of what it might do to share? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, because he's very passive. Uh, um, and you? Not very passive no at all. No way. You know, I would not have guessed. Spoiler alert. Here I am. Mm. 
Also, Gretchen and her husband. Not that he's like passive. passive no, he's but- very introverted, and he know he's very much, uh, clearly. We're like hey, mm-hmm. the same person. So I know that I married your husband, and you married my husband. Indeed. So it makes I completely get what you get because he does not communicate, and yeah. even to this day, today I'm like pulling stuff out of him because I'm like just talk to me just ask why are you so frustrated and he's like i'm down here doing all these things and i'm so stressed i said why are you doing them alone mm-hmm. i was sitting upstairs i didn't know you were down here doing all this stuff why not just say hey gretchen can you come help me i would have come down and helped you mm-hmm. and then you wouldn't have like shat all over me because you were stressed for doing something by yourself fantastic choice of wording yes thank you <laughs> yeah we definitely still do that he gets really worked up about things that he has to do and i'm like well we're both off on this day, this time. Let's do them together. Let's figure it out together. But mostly it's me actually doing that because <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to involve him in more things. I'm Our relationship suffers a lot from me feeling like I'm a parent a lot mm. of the times, the entire 14 years. So it's just kind of always been in trying to keep him engaged and then make it an engagement of partners instead of telling him to clean his room right. kind of thing. right. No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes Sorry that sense. I sort of diverted you. You were talking about your sister being kind of judgy about yeah, um, sure. your open relationship. Of You're committed, and you said that there are other people that kind of like look at you like, well, Strangers. you're in a marriage. But oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah, yeah. So if we'll meet someone online or something, sometimes people will just go straight to, well, what are you doing here? You've got a boyfriend at home. And it's like, oh, you're adorable. Stop. But then other times, like, once people get to know me, and I think get to know him and see how we interact and stuff, they'll see it's not like this. Everyone assumes it's behind the back, treachery, blah, blah, blah. No one wants to be anyone's Angelina Jolie, even though she's beautiful. And <laughs> she comes with baggage. Beautiful baggage. Louis Vuitton baggage. Yeah, though. but that's the, in- the thing. what's inside that you're like, ah, still mm. Louis Vuitton. It still is true. It's true. true. It's still stitched to perfection. That's true. In Italy, um, I think. I don't know. I can't afford it. So, yeah, so it's just kind of always been that explaining to people without doing like grab my soapbox let me stand up really quick and let you in on my like knowledge yeah because right. i've done this for a very long time doesn't little... that get tiring <sighs> yeah yeah but Some... it never ends well either. so now you're, you're getting it out there you can just say hey i'm on a podcast here, here listen to this episode and it'll yeah. explain everything if they can get through it yes yeah um <laughs> but i'm a lot to handle so i don't know um no but sometimes even still like to this day today i'm, I'm not telling some people that i've met and i'm hanging out with that I have, I, I'll have it maybe on my profile, open relationship, committed, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. If they don't bring it up, I'm not bringing it up unless it cash, like it actually comes in a conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, guess what? I'm married. Mm-hmm. If it comes in, then I'll mention, oh, when we go on vacation, blah, 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 blah. And then it'll come and up And then they might way. be like, oh, tell me more well, about that. Actually, yes. That actually was on the episode with Megan. Mm-hmm. So she was talking about like being online dating and meeting people. But the one she, the specific example she was giving on the podcast was, the person didn't even tell her that he was married until like after things had progressed. Does that happen? Or do you feel like being more open is the way to go? I've gotten it both ways. So I did that and I had some guy blow up on me. Like you really should have told me from the beginning, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, you're probably right. I'm actually really sorry. Like I didn't, I was very clear that I was not here for a relationship or anything. Friends, friends with benefits at most kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. But I I took it to heart what he kind of had to say. So then I went on and I changed it and I, was telling more people well at least um, you have it listed now you yes. might not be like first time i meet you just want to check you saw that i'm married right yeah i'm not just first, right. hey how's but it going like, i'm married how are you yeah <laughs> but I'm not it's there that. it's on your profile yes. so the information is there for people to access yeah because the situation was he was not in an open relationship he just was like i don't want to be married to this person anymore and they weren't separated <gasps> and they weren't even like anything and he just got on social like not social media dating apps and they met and he was like I'm single, I'm single, Doing I'm single. Thing. Yeah, I want yeah, to have And a then she found out that he was married. Okay, magazine.com. I what? know. It sucks. Wow. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. All the time. No? I mean, not to me. <laughs> oh, to yeah. women. To women, To yeah. women. I mean, I've been with a couple married guys, and I just don't ask, because... I don't know. That's not my business. That's not my business. Well, it doesn't affect you because you're not... I mean, she was looking for a committed relationship. So that affects her. Yes. If she was doing what you're doing, friends, friends with benefits, let's just have fun. Who cares? Whatever. That's your... She's out there with her intention knowing this is what I'm here for. I want to move into a committed relationship with someone. And I'm not going to commit to you and your wife. So... 100%. Deuces, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's sketchy. Should the wife have even known? Who knows? 
Ooh, well, I know now. <laughs> so I didn't, we didn't say names, so okay. it's okay. It was Phil and Janice. Um, <laughs> Unsubscribe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I also think it's really hard for anyone to date these days. Like, I do not, so... I'm not jealous of single people at all right now. It is so hard. I was right before, you know, the apps and the phones and the mm-hmm. dating thing, all that kind of crap. Same. Craigslist mm-hmm. was the, like, craziest that, that I got was... for us back in the day. <laughs> Forgot about that. No, Why so people true. had to use so it. So wait, do people still use Craigslist? It's I guess like to sketchy. sell furniture and stuff now, but like they but took down for, personals. They did take down the yeah. personals. I'm pretty sure they took down because of all that like no, hooking. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was it, scary. It, it was scary, it but was we did it. But we did it. Well, because how else? I was small in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was in the groups. I was 16 just trying to find other people in the groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were there other gay people that you knew in Ohio when you were growing up? Was it... Only so like there was the were you one the, you're like was, what? <laughs> no I knew there were others but I didn't even know I was really gay at that point mm. until like I ha- first had sex the first time and I was like <laughs> and there it is found it um, <laughs> there was like that one person in high school that was out that got fucked on all the time by oh. this douchebag people um, and I was like well that's not a life nobody wants mm-hmm. right but now looking back I'm like God you had courage I wish I was more like you oh. I wish I came out at sixteen and just said. Eat my ass. I don't care. Right. This is Not me. Literally, but here we are. And yeah, so yeah, there was like I don't that, want you. You don't have the privilege. No one does. Um, so there was that one person. There was a couple people that there was the maybes. I was definitely a maybe. People called me fag and all that stuff and tormented me. But no, it wasn't until I was 18 and discovered a gay bar downtown and small, small downtown. I say downtown because there's like a building above three stories. But small downtown. Downtown Ohio. Where were you? Where Warren, Ohio. Ohio. Warren, Ohio. The Queen of Hearts Club. It is no longer there. It was like 40 years old at that point. It was like old. Um, but that's where I started meeting people. And whereas today, I can't speak for everybody, but I might, in my experience, walking to a gay bar today, it's clicky. Mm. You can't just walk up and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. People are on their phones or they're with their friends or whatever. There's no interaction between only friends only. Mm-hmm. But back so then, it's basically it's a Pittsburgh like, thing. Because, well, like, what about if you travel? Go to New York, go to the gay bars. I, I tried that. That didn't work either. No. <laughs> no. Maybe it's good. I don't know. It's a phone thing also, though, because people are like, they're nervous. Thing. They're on, they're the on phones, their phones. They're trying to find someone nearby. Sure, it's sure, easier sure. to text the person on Grindr than it is to talk to the person next to them. Exactly. I kind of get that. Even if the person they're talking to on Grindr is Grindr's the exact same person. Them. Yes. But it is hard because that then here we are saying, like, what we need to do is communicate, communicate, communicate. And we have, we've been talking about this, how social media has actually made it more difficult for 100%. us to do that. So, yeah, they're... It is never easy to go up to someone that you think is cute or attractive Mm-mm. and be like, hey, here's my name. I think you're hot. Right. Do you want to, you know, whatever. Go right. on a date, make out, do it. Alleyway 10 whatever. minutes, let's yeah, do it. Yes. Anything. Yes. It is never easy. No. That always feels like my, you know, my throat is in my stomach and mm-hmm. this is horrible. And so now when, like you said, when it can just be a swipe, a text, a whatever, you're starting relationships without engaging in that communication yes. and then you're continuing relationships with no basis of communication mm-hmm. danger danger so many people don't know how to communicate today that i'm finding like i usually don't like to talk to people younger than 25 yeah again i'm 33 i know it look at but <laughs> it's because it's just so hard because they want to just talk through snapchat with pictures or short phrases I, yeah. and i just don't get it it's mm-hmm. not for me call me grandpa i don't care <laughs> I just don't get it. It's not for me. And I tell them, like, um, I can text you. It's cool. Well, we were even saying earlier, we have, like, a text. Some people will text the village number. And it's like, well, no, you have a therapist. You can call them. You can email them. But under 25, kids don't even own email. Like, email is a grandpa thing, too. So. What? Oh, yes. no, I literally, I'm like, do you have an email? And they'll be like, no. And I'm like, that's the only way you can communicate with me. And I literally will sit here and be like, open up Gmail. Let's create an account. Because that's how you and I are going to communicate. I still if you're not going to call me on the phone. <laughs> me, too. I know. I, it's underscore 99 because that's, that's when she it. created it. <laughs> wow. I'm even older than you. No, I, I have <laughs> an updated one because I got married and changed my name. That's So I think landscape changing with how the people communicate starting off yeah is affecting them going into a relationship like you were saying like it's they never kind of get off on the communication foot so they're always kind of one step behind yeah and it's a constant struggle how long ago was it that you and your husband decided to be in an open relationship oh i don't even know like how um, did that come was about? that a decision it became a decision so about a year and a half i was starting to cheat on him 
And I don't even know why, to be honest. I think just because I found a hot guy and I was like, oh yeah, I want that one too. And we had the conversation, there was the tears, there was the drama, and then we talked about it, and then he kind of started liking the idea. So we started having threesomes, and from there it kind of became more and more. And then it was like more friends with benefits only, so we had to know the person, no crazy strangers things. Yeah. And it's completely evolved and changed as it will continue to. Yeah, so it's it's a whole other thing than it was even back in 2000, I want to say like 9 or 10 when we started it. So it's been a while. Do you being feel open. like that really sparked more communication in your relationship? The fact that that, whatever, the cheating or it came out or... I'm going to say it forced it to. Um, so yeah, right. Kind of, because it was like, well, now we have to talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, if I come home and there's a boy on the couch with you, I'm going to have questions. Mm-hmm. Which that has happened. I come Pretty home from accurate. work. I walk in the front door and there's two naked guys on my account. One of them's my husband. I'm like, oh, hey guys. I'll see you upstairs yeah. later. Like, and I go upstairs and wash my face. Like, whatever. So um, the feelings are more of annoyed than jealous? No, that didn't bother me. At that point. So like, we'll still go through waves. So sometimes I'm super annoyed with everything he does. With that aspect. Yeah. And other times I'm like, totally chill and hey, let me, like, I want to know about it. Let me know what he do. Right. No walk. I remember vividly walking in. Seeing like, oh, hey, I'll give you guys your space. And just going upstairs and it not being an issue for anybody. And it wasn't awkward for Guy or Corey or nothing. So mm. it just depends on the month and week and how we're commuting at the time. Yeah. Did you have a good day? Did you have a crappy day? Like you yes, said, absolutely. You don't want to get like super Everything, frustrated yeah, with somebody because you had a bad day. But we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's mood. At that time, I was just working. Right now, I'm in school and work, so I'm extra stressed. Mm. So I'm a little bit more easy to be agitated. That's so, not yeah. just your personality? Wow. Ouch. That's fire. Okay, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe just a little bit. Mm. She's feeling feisty tonight. <laughs> not at all. It's just that Stephen prides himself on being cynical, so I think that it's a good it's a good role to play. I'm super cynical. People suck. <laughs> they can sucks. be very, yes. Animals are the best, yes. People are very complicated. Tell that to people all the time. Like... Everyone wants to be in a relationship. Like we mm-hmm. are, like naturally, biologically coded to want to connect. Whether and I use the term relationship very generally. That mm-hmm. could mean a hookup. That could mean dating. That could mean a marriage. That could mean we just want to be live in the same house together. Like we biologically want to connect with people. Yes. And then when we do, and it's literally a cluster, we're like, "What the hell is this?" And it's like. They're not easy. Relationships are complicated. Mm-hmm. Even friendships. Family relationships. All relationships are complicated. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I can't... Yeah. I'm gaining new friends and losing friends all the time because of just the way people are at in their lives and how we interact and yeah. just not working anymore. Yeah. It's constantly changing. And that's a huge struggle to continue with communication. Some of the times people get you know hard on themselves about that like oh i couldn't make this relationship work or i couldn't make this friendship work but we change in our life and like you were saying before steven like we're different versions of ourselves and what serves us in one year of our life maybe not serving Mm -hmm. five years from now and that's okay like we're supposed to grow and move but it's something about like our ego that makes us think that there's something wrong with us if we can't make that happen yeah. Or there's something wrong with the other person and blaming the other person. Like, what happened to you? What's wrong with you? Things were fine. Mm-hmm. Why are they not anymore? And that idea, we've talked about this before, the idea of the impermanence that we want to hold on to like, okay, then we're married and things are fine and they're good. And so we're just going to be good. And that things change. We don't, like you said, we don't stay the same. Nothing is permanent. And so when things change and it's like, well, it used to be okay. Why is it not okay now? That can be really frustrating for anybody. If you're not wanting something to change, but your partner has changed or the situation has changed, you know, the world is changing as we speak. That can be really difficult for anyone to kind of manage. And I think that that adds another layer of complication to relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and then there's the people that are out there that are just searching for a relationship. So they're mm. putting themselves on hold. <laughs> Steven, you're next. Um, they put themselves on hold, and it's just like, I really want to be in a relationship. And Talk they, about that. Talk about it. Uh, I'm rolling my eyes only because I see their their profile saying looking for relationship only. And I'm like, you can't just look for her. Like, it develops. It happens. Right, you can't just mm-hmm. be like, 
and we're in a relationship. You're not, it's not the grocery store. It's right? not it becomes the an interview. Aisle. Like you're yes. sitting down and it's like, do you check these boxes? What about yeah, these? Yeah, and boxes? that's sexy. Yeah, exactly. Right? right. You're like, well, and, and then, what do you think about this and this? Yeah. That's where games come into play because people are like, well, I need to wait this amount of time and I don't want to seem too interested and I don't want to push somebody Oof. away. Yeah. But like the truth is you can never push away somebody who's really meant to be in your life. And who's yes. really interested. Mm-hmm. Someone who's really interested, you being your genuine, authentic self, is not going to push them away. Nope. And if it does, it's the wrong person. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big believer in, like, meant to be together, blah, 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 blah. Definitely not a believer in the one. <gasps> I hate you, Disney, for ruining America <laughs> with that one. You mean I'll never find my prince? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, there's there's Maleficent and Maleficent only. Well, and all of it, the movies, the music, oh. like, it's all about this, you know. Yeah, um, this dream. Right. Well, and what the dream is, is very unhealthy. If you really listen to the music, you are my everything. I can't mm. do anything without you. It breeds, like, let's let a codependent person be with someone who's a very much a manipulator Absolutely. or a narcissist. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm finding that right now because in October we're having a 10-year vow renewal kind of celebration and i'm going through songs to give to the dj and i'm like all of these are like you're the only one and i'm like no it's not there was there was john last week (laughs) there's gonna be frederick or whatever and like no like right somebody in the crowd yeah it's a cute song and i'll definitely sing it in the car at the top of my capabilities but it it would feel weird to have that at like that that. kind of place yeah Yeah, Uh that kind of event my parents or my friends would be like, that's adorable, but that's a lot. That's a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Because, like, that's they know, true. like, I've had just, what is this, 2019, I'm 33. Just three years ago, I had a side boyfriend for a great while that I was mm. deeply crazy in love with. And Did that complicate things? <sighs> Always. Yes. But mainly because, and I'm, I'm taking blame, write it down, it's happening right now in 2019. I didn't check in, I guess, that... According to him, I didn't check in as much as I should have and as well as I should have. I felt at the time I was doing that, and I thought I was giving him opportunity to grieve any kind of uncomfortableness or whatever, but I guess I wasn't. So it all came crashing down, and then there was a lot of conversations afterwards about, well, you know, I wasn't happy to begin with with this whole thing, and it's like, wait, what? So yeah, there is, again, communication issues. If you're able to see it from the other person's perspective, was it kind of like an outsider thing? Like not feeling in the know? For him? Mm -hmm. I I would say in this aspect, I want to just say I could be wrong. But my understanding is I want to say no just because I'm, again, very vocal about everything I'm feeling and saying and thinking and wanting to do. And, you know, I'm talking to him about, you know, my my other person at that time, John. And I'm telling him we're going on vacation. So yeah, like we went to D.C. I, and it, there wasn't any fight back at that point. And I was never sacrificing time with Corey to see John. The way our schedules were aligned at that point was I would see John if Corey was at work. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I was not going to take away Corey time because I was like, no, you're still like my number one. Mm-hmm. Did he feel that way? He says he didn't. Again, that's... So that was a... February till July <laughs> holding on to something right. by the time you knew about it? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It was a totally awaiting seven, eight months to bring this up randomly. Well, and that's what's hard is like you only have control over you. I only have control over me. I And I constantly say that. Like, you have to tell me these things. Yes. Right? You have well, to Well, I would imagine that when you're involving other people, though, it even complicates things further. Oh, sure. Because like, like you said, who's the priority? Mm-hmm. And then if there's somebody battling for that priority it doesn't sound like you've had that sense how to fit all that in yeah not since then only because he was a pretty significant side person everyone else since then has just been like just friends and stuff like that Mm -hmm. or random people that have just been for fun do you anticipate having a serious side to that I'm not going to say anticipated I'm going to say if it happens it's going to happen again I'm not out there trying to find the next second person that I'm falling third person I'm falling in love with right I don't know there's a lot of qualities that I'm very much attracted to that Corey doesn't have, just like I'm sure it's the opposite. And if those people just happen to have it, then we'll see how it goes at that time. So before when you were talking, you had mentioned about like the Disney movies and stuff like that. I think that that's really important and poignant because of how much our society gets mixed messages. How do you think that you, from your own experience, have you seen the impact of that? Or can you talk a little bit more about that? I think straight friends, gay friends, I think I've kind of always, I see it all around me. Like, I want to find that one that's going to be my person. I'm like, that makes no sense. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, 
there's um and she just Chrissy years ago and she just finally watched it three years later. A show called Adam Ruins Everything. Oh, he I've does heard an of episode that. of about marriage. And I was like, yes! Finally someone gets it. Where it's <laughs> Which kind of it like, is a great show. Steven thinks I need to watch more movies and read less books. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get on He's my like, level. What is this book? <laughs> she You're handing book. me things to read and I'm like, go home. Um, yeah, it's just... Is it's, there a so, movie I can watch about this? So Adam oh, ruins yeah. everything and he fact checks things. He, yeah, it's pretty much like the whole idea about, you know, people having their head about... I don't know, the one and all that kind of crap. He kind of goes back and he just kind of says, well, actually, marriage throughout the years was actually this, and it started becoming this in this Mm. decade when, you know, this narrative was pushed on society. And I'm always kind of been like, yeah, I don't know, I guess ever since I was teenager, late teenager, early 20s, I've always kind of been like, that makes no sense. Like, if you're with someone, but you meet someone and you like them, I don't understand why all of a sudden that's evil. Like, that makes no sense to me. Like, it's a natural thing to... You can't help your feelings sometimes. So, I've always been confused with... Oh, wait, this... My you know, my husband was talking to this person at work. And I'm like, okay, and? Like, (laughs) if it's bothering you, definitely bring it up. Because, again, Mm -hmm. communication. Right. But if that's, like, the cutoff for what you're able to take in your relationship, that makes me worried for more about your relationship. Like, Mm. I don't know... Can it handle bigger problems then? I mean, Corey and I have handled some pretty huge problems in our yeah. relationship. And if we were to fall apart, I feel like it's something like that. Like when I first was started cheating and I told him and we've all found out and we all, whatever. If we were to separate at that point, then it just was not going to work out with our two selves and our two personalities. Yeah. Was it just the two of you resolving that or did you have support from family and friends? Back then? Yeah. Just me and him. Okay. Just me and him. Because I had told him, he got all mad, then he got all turned on at the same night. And then, but then he was, he was still dealing with it for a long while after. So like, if I was hanging out with a male friend, which he knew I was not having sex with, but I had in the past, but it wasn't any longer because I was no longer attracted to this person. He got really, really jealous. And then he would go out and sleep with people just to make me mad. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not working now. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of like. I'm not a telling anyone to be like, have an open relationship, everybody, or be polyamorous. Just do that whatever That comes works. with its own set of complications. Well, yeah, but so do what works for you and communicate about it. Yes. Yeah. Don't be, don't feel like you have to put an Instagram post with the one person mm. and everything's going to be terrible and people are going to talk shit about you on your back if you break up down the road. Like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, we're moving on. Right. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. You're going to get, you learn from that experience you know, about yourself, about what you want, about what you don't want, mm-hmm. and then you're going to find the next one that ticks more boxes of yours that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Do you find, because you're in an open relationship, I've worked with a lot of people whose relationships are not working, like they are lacking something in the relationship, they're probably, they're, usually they're not communicating about it. And so often then it, the idea comes up, like, well, maybe we need to have an open relationship. More often than not, that relationship usually ends up ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the people that I know. The marriage? Or just like the, the main re- relationship. The main relationship, right. Like, you and I are... It's not even usually... Sometimes it's marriages. Sometimes it's just, we're in a committed relationship. I need more. This isn't working. Something, you know, you need whatever. Let's look outside the relationship for it. And I think, that, again, that can be... Like in your case, something that actually does really save a relationship. But again, if you don't have the communication about it, yes. you're not talking about it. So I'm just wondering if you also see that as well. Like, do you know other people that are in open relationships that you're like, the, you're not talking about it though, and that's not working? 100%. Oh my gosh. Like all the time. And for your relationship? No, we're great. No, like all the... Next week, we'll have Corey on. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get the honest truth. <laughs> if you can get out of them. Yeah, no, I, I've seen friends that like are putting out this image of, oh my gosh, we're open and we're talking. We're so great. And I'm like, that's adorable. I'll see you single in like two years if you're lucky, one year if I'm really good at calling it. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually really good at calling it. Because I could just, seeing them interact, I'm just like, I'm seeing something that's just not there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, it's this idea of not letting go of that relationship. People can't, we said earlier, let go of friendships. So yeah. it's if you're holding on to something that's not working because you're afraid to walk away. Yes. So, yeah. Well, a lot of times the people that I've interacted with who have either wanted that or they said, oh, my partner wants it, the person who wants it is the one that's out seeking relationships. And then whoever that other person is who, again, I just want to be with you and I just want to make you happy. Mm-hmm. So if what you need is to go out and have sex with other people, go ahead. But mm-hmm. then they're not. Mm-hmm. So 
the one partner is going out having more relationships, the other one is not in the primary relationship, and then that creates an issue. Like, uh-huh. you're going out all the time and having relationships. Why aren't you going out? Let me find somebody for you. No, I don't want you to. Those kinds of issues come up. We've talked about before, if you're not 100% in on something, yes, I want to be in an re- open relationship. So do I. Awesome. This is great because I want to go out and meet other people and have relationships with other people. And so do you. And we actually both do it. It doesn't work often if it's just one person and then the other person is trying to appease. I could see that completely being in a huge, huge problem yeah. and something that's going to self-explode like very it early on. It does. Yeah. Well, and maybe just because I'm in the therapy office, I really don't see that working out most of the time because I've never seen it a committed relationship also that's polyamorous like it's not a a recipe for success that that I've seen or worked with it's a complication it's a complication yeah because it makes it difficult when you the more people you add the more complicated it gets I think yeah because people suck right yes yes well why do people suck Stephen where where does that begin so (laughs) back in 1842 no because everyone's confused and everyone's scared mm-hmm. and everyone's horny and hungry and pissed and not knowing what the fuck they're doing every single minute and of the day. And feeling like they're not enough. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's because we're complicated, it's all terrible creatures. Things. There's this idea that, like Gretchen said, we are not enough. We need more. So if we're not happy and content with what we already have, we're s- constantly seeking that. Yes. So and yoga you- will help you with that, Steve. Well, and seeking it, <laughs> seeking it from relationships. I'm not enough, so I need you to yes. tell me make that. me whole. Right. You gave me, you gave us that one long quote. Oh, God. I don't remember it offhand, but it's long and it's wonderful, and it's still on my fridge today. <laughs> Breaking it down to very simple waters, it was pretty much like if you can't love yourself and be happy with yourself, and make yourself happy, stop, because mm-hmm. you're not gonna get it with someone else. That's right. And I 100%, 100%, 100% believe that. Now that's not saying like one day Tuesday at 12 o'clock you're great and let's move on to find that person. It's always gonna be a lifelong thing. Because you're going to be changing through careers, through life events, through whatever. Yeah. But don't forget that you got to remember how to make yourself happy first. Mm-hmm. Do what makes you happy. Then that person will see you being happy. And then you're sexier because you're happier. Yeah. Well, people don't get that because they're afraid of if I'm spending this time on me and not on this person, again, I'm going to be pushing them away. Or if I don't need them. Some people need to feel needed. And so mm-hmm. if I don't need them, they're not going to need me. Or like, And it's this weird... We see that a lot in media. We see that a lot of like, you know, I, I want you to want me. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. It's a great song. Sure. It uh-huh. is a great song. Mm-hmm. But like, as you said, lots of songs that promote codependency. Yes. And are not... How th- I remember you said that. I had to mention this because there was that Lady Gaga song, The Cure. Do you know that song? No. Oh, if you, anybody listens to it, I the first time I listened to it, I was like, okay, okay. And then I'm like, listening to the words, and I'm like, this is literally an ode to codependency. I have not heard the it. entire song. And I'm because she's basically saying she's the cure. You're struggling. This man is struggling. I'm the cure. Nope. Let me help you. Get away. Even, and she even says like, I'll help Welcome you even to me, if you ages don't want 18 me to thirty. I <laughs> Ouch. See it while I'm a therapist. That what do you think? <laughs> we all go, but we all go through that. We all go sure. through that where it's like, I will be the one to save you. Going back to media, we see that all the time and it's like, stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Steven said, absolutely. Take care of yourself. You first, everyone else second, right? We use that, what is it? The comparison of being on the airplane and when the air masks come down, yes. right? you put on yes. your air mask first, everyone else is second. Well, and it's not about like seeking always the other person to make you happy, but saying like, oh, I can make this better for you. Like, let people do their own work yes. and then see, you know, if you're on the same page then because... Yeah. It's a shared happiness then. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I had a client sitting on my couch that said that he was dating a girl and this girl actually said to him, he said, you've got a lot going on. I've got a lot going on. This has been fun. Like, I just want to end it. And she goes, but like, two halves make a whole. And Ooh. he was like... <laughs> Thank God I'm in therapy. <laughs> oh. Because I'm like, no, two holes, you know, can come. It's like you a Venn diagram. It's wonderful. It's a huge hole. No, but that's great because yeah. I'm a visual person. It's not two halves make a hole. It's two holes come together and make a Venn diagram. And that is a great way to look at a relationship. The majority, you know a Venn diagram? It's the circles yes, I went to social work. Okay, I'm yes. just checking because you're kind of looking at me like, oh, Next you're going to do it. your genogram. So oh the circles, God. when they overlap, and there's a small amount in the mm-hmm. middle that overlaps, mm-hmm. that is a shared experience with you and your partner, with whoever it is, the friendship, the 
family, whatever, who, whatever it is, whatever relationship we're talking about. Yes. Mm. But the majority of that circle is yours. Mm-hmm. And it's yours alone. And that you have to fill and you have to take care of and that other people are not going to fulfill. So when we get in relationships, relationships and we're looking for the other person to fill us, you're only overlapping a small amount. And so that's why we're always seeking more. We're never going to get enough out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. If you don't find enough for yourself to begin with. Yeah, it's just, I think it's going to either be miserable for the entire relationship Absolutely. or you're going to like explode down the road. It's going to be done. Yeah, it's, it's not going to work. It's not sustainable. The best way it can. Now, you could stay together and end up on cops in 30 years. That's fine. <laughs> or snap. You've probably seen some of those. <gasps> That's the snap show. It's on oxygen. It's all the women that end up murdering their husbands. Oh, I don't watch Oxygen. I'm a man. Um, <laughs> I don't watch I also either. can't afford cable. Um, <laughs> thank you, Comcast. Um, but, yeah, no. No, well, and the thing is, too, people end up living parallel lives. So, in couples counseling, you could ask, like, the husband and the hus- or the other husband, what does your partner do to avoid you? And there are so many ways of avoiding intimacy oh, with absolutely. our partner. Phone. And, fa- oh. Phone. Yep. Work. Friends, uh, just phone for you. I wish he worked more. Phone, <laughs> it's phone. Because then he could have cable. And then, then I could have cable. And I can watch this show where women kill each other. Men, I don't know. They snap. The no. women snap and they murder their husbands. It's a lifetime. whole show about that. It might be lifetime. I'm, I don't know. But no, I think that the phone is a number one thing because there's so much that you could be doing on it. So even if it's so-called productive, which it's usually never not, is rarely yeah. productive when we're on our phones. Yes. Absolutely. Maybe like 5% productive. It's filling in thinking time. Yeah. Or just I'm bored. I have nothing. Right. I'm bored. I have nothing to do. So I'm just going to scroll. Helping the clock go by faster. That's Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it. Oh, well, me too. Everybody is. We all are. Have you ever taken the time or the opportunity to put your phone in another room when you're having time together? We've done like the phones on the table once we're all at dinner. And it works. Problem is we don't know what to talk about because... We see I each want other to show you this YouTube video. <laughs> well, and again, the terrible thing about phones is we're checking in during the day. We're talking. Uh, so when it comes time for dinner, how was your day? Oh, wait. We already, already talked already about that me. five times mm-hmm. throughout the day. So that is I, I kind of like not talking to him a lot. Like when we were in different schedules, I would hardly ever see him. And people were like, that's got to be hard. I'm like, actually, it's fantastic because I'm sleeping when he's awake. I'm awake when he's sleeping, and then we, when we talk, we actually have stuff to talk about, mm-hmm. and that was fun as hell. That's about owning your part of the Venn diagram and having interests to yeah. talk about and things that you're excited and passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. I find that too. Like a lot of times, I would rather have those conversations in person, and so sometimes if it's just texting or like the phone stuff, I don't want you to tell me all of the things that happened today or life stories or, hey, I need to talk to you about this. This is a serious thing. And that's, my husband will do that because he just wants to like pass time by chatting. So he'll like send me recorded messages of him just talking like, oh, hey, I just he's wanted deaf. to let you know this. So and I just signs. wanted to let you know that. And my husband's deaf. So like we use oh. sign messages. Okay. And so I'm like, Jesus Christ, I have a seven minute message from him. What the hell? Do- it's lot. And I'm like, oh, let me pretend so- I'm going to go to the bathroom. And- Literally, yeah. I'm like, and I say to him. A lot of times I'll say, listen, I didn't even watch your whole video because I started to see that this is something that I would much rather talk about in person. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten really good at saying that instead of just getting frustrated, like, why are you sending me messages that are so long? Mm -hmm. And I also recognize that for him, when he's alone, he wants to chat with someone. And this is a way for him to, like, chat with Well, and even if he's around hearing people, he's still isolated if they don't know sign language. So that's a whole other level. But it's never when he's around other people. It's always when he's alone in his car. (laughs) He's, like, driving and just like, oh, I wanted to tell you about what I did today. I've seen those messages. But he's signing it? Yes. Well, he's not watching. He's, like, he'll, like, drive one hand. One hand and doing it with the other? Chatting with his hand. See, so, like, I didn't know that until just now. Mm -hmm. So, you not only, back in the day, starting out, had the communication of trying to get through, but a new kind of communication, too. It is. So, you had to figure out how to talk. Well, literally, I already knew sign language when I met him. When you met him. Yeah. So, I was fluent in sign language already, which did help because... He hit the jackpot. He did hit the jackpot because there are a lot of deaf people that meet hearing people and they're just like, let's write back and forth. Let's text. But now it's texting. Text yeah. back and forth. And yeah. I'm, but like I'm sitting right here with you and I'm like, <laughs> let me text. Because yes. I can't tell you what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. But it's a different language. And it's a different culture. And it, I mean, we still sometimes end up having like culture clashes 
on top of all the other things. I'm an extrovert. He's an introvert. I like to go out and do things. He's a homebody. All this stuff, I can understand how he stays in the house so much. He can understand why I want to leave the house so much. You know, why I want to be around so many people. Why do you want to be alone? Like, I can start to now kind of get it, but it was a lot to, yeah. on top of everything. Yeah. And that's the thing, it's layers. Mm-hmm. We we are, com- like you said, we are complex individuals and we are not just very simple. We are layered. We have lots of complexities. And so if you're extremely complex, the person that you're interacting with is too. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're products of our environment. Yeah. What were our families like? How did they communicate? And Steven's mess us up. face right now is great. I mean. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast probably. Oh my We God. haven't gotten into families yet. Tune in. It's messed up. Um, yeah, no, like, exactly, our role models growing up. Yeah. Like, I think my parents are still together. I think they're pretty great parents most of the time. Do they like each other? Yes. Oh. Very much love each other. Bonus. But they were not amazing parents growing up yeah. most of the time for me. Oh, God, so many reasons. So many things happened to me when I was a kid that I just... Wake up, people. Because they were still trying to figure themselves out. And they were young. Yeah. Well, my mom was young, and they had three kids, one after another. Yeah. And I was like, that was dumb. I get that that means I don't exist, but you should have waited. Yeah. So there's always the struggle with money back then, too, because Mm -hmm. they were blah, blah, blah. Seeing that growing up, I mean, I did get to see that relationship, but then I also saw my grandparents where my grandfather was a World War II super alcoholic. Mm. And my grandmother was a powerful vocal city council woman for the area. And she's been, like, amazing role model for me. She's passed since. But seeing that, like, kind of dynamic, and then seeing my other grandparents, where my other grandmother is, like, very not social to anybody, does not like people. Oh, yeah. She was a nurse. And Wonderful profession I, to be in if you don't like people. I, I'm seeing that, actually, yeah. <laughs> um, well, Stephen's now becoming a nurse. Yeah. Yeah, so I think just seeing the different kind of layers, that's definitely shaped who I am and who I don't want to be. Yeah. For sure. Seeing my friends' families, even. I was always like, I don't understand how these two adults are having this relationship that doesn't seem healthy. Even as a kid, I was thinking that. I was like 65 at age six. It was super <laughs> I believe weird. it. My mom literally said, like, at age six, like, I stopped believing in God and I became an adult. And I didn't want to do it. like, listen, I don't people. like children. I didn't like them since then. <laughs> like, she was like. So then he joined CYF. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they still deserve to be kids. Yeah, I just, yeah, I've always wanted to be around adults. I've just never been, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that definitely shaped who I am today, seeing all of those examples all around me. Yeah, and then we learn, and some people go the opposite. Like, I I learned this way, and I want to be at the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Well, it's like you take what works and you leave the rest. It's your parents only know what they know, and there's a lot that they're going to give you or have given you that you don't need or want, and you have to come into that realization that... Oh, I don't want this. There was this great meme that I, and I think I shared it on my page and it was, or I don't, not a meme, but just like words, you know, do they call those a meme? I don't even know. It wasn't a quote. It was like, it was like therapist walking around in my head. Oh, wow. You have a lot of stuff in here. Like, (laughs) you know, you don't have to keep all this stuff. You can get rid of some of this. Like these things are old and they're not working for you anymore. And it was like me what? I can't get rid of things that are gifts. These are treasures that my parents and grandparents gave me. And I was hoarding all my I'm hoarding all of this, but it's true. It's like, these are the things that our parents instilled in us. And sometimes just because they've instilled them in us doesn't mean that they work for us. Mm -mm. Sometimes Mm -mm. we have to release and clear out Mm -hmm. the um, antiques, if Mm -hmm. you will, Mm -hmm. using that metaphor. Right. So, Stephen, if you were to give some sort of advice to people out there... Oh, my God. I've been waiting for this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you have? Do I'm it. So I've been waiting. You've been talking Here's a lot. Platform. It's fine. Here's your platform. My Share turn. it. So, let me pull the mic closer. So, I would say, first and foremost, what you want is a relationship. Cool. That's what you want. For If that's what you're feeling, then that's what you want. Do not... Oh God, what's it called? What do you set? Don't settle. Don't mm-hmm. settle. Don't settle. Don't concede. Because you're like, well, I'm the only one not dating anyone. Like that mm. classic picture, everyone's together and you're like holding a beer. <laughs> Own that beer. Yes. It's fine. Your Miller Lite hasn't come around yet. But, or rosé cider. That's right. Rosé cider yeah. has not been brought yet. Exactly. So just, it's cool. Be okay being single. Don't rush into a relationship because you're just going to like hate your life. Most likely. I'm not going to say always because I'm not a prophet. Um, 
And then because again, that is energy exchange. Like you're giving your energy of mm-hmm. things that could be making you feel good by saying, "Oh, well, I guess I'll give up this thing that I really want because, you know, everybody." I think that's another misconception. People will say, "Well, every you can't have everything," but like the big things, you got to have your deal. You got to hold on to those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Like if Corey were to say tomorrow, like. I don't know, some non-negotiable thing on his end, and I was like, that doesn't work for me, then we got to figure something out. Right. Absolutely. So definitely mm-hmm. stick to those things that are really hardcore. If you want to be monogamous, be monogamous. Let it be known. But Let- find someone who also wants that. Exactly. Let it be known. I want monogamy. I do not want outside things. Blah, 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 blah. It has to be on the table so yeah. everyone understands. And, if and you- there are people out there that want monogamy. I think that especially 100%. people on dating apps from, I don't know, like, well, I guess... I don't know so much about like Grinder, but I know like on the the other apps, like a no lot. No one of- is looking for monogamy on Grinder. Disclaimer: Grinder is no. <laughs> Actually, I know a couple of uh, gay men that are like really looking for monogamy, and so unfortunately, they are on there. It's because <laughs> no, it, but it's because they don't because. Do you go to the apps to find right. people? How else do How I else meet are you gonna someone? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's yes. the Tinder's in and crap. Public, you'll meet people in public. No, that I don't think that works anymore. Unfortunately, <laughs> everyone's staring at their phones. Um, well, it's... we're trying to change that. I'm trying to change we are that. Trying I am to too. That. I'm trying to get well, and I think that maybe it's kind of like a fad. You know how MySpace was? Like, hopefully, Facebook becomes that. It's just like. A whole lot of I feel like, like it already uh, is because of all of the ads and stuff that are coming. Well, up. I mean, all the yeah, I'm gonna say kids. I'm gonna sound old. All the kids are like, I don't have a Facebook. My parents have Facebook. Exactly so, when they ruined it. But the next thing is gonna it's it's sure. always gonna be it's always gonna be the next thing. Yeah, but no, I think that what Gretchen said earlier is people do want community and they do want connection with people, yeah. and so bringing that back slowly is a good thing. And mm-hmm. you know, the more people do it, the more they'll get like more used to and comfortable with it so mm-hmm. i think that for the dating apps they have become hookup sites and i think that people oh, totally. get stuck on well, and i'm speaking from the mm-hmm. straight end of things the clients that i work with that are on there are like oh my gosh i'm so frustrated people say that they want this but then you know we sleep together and then all of a sudden they don't or all of a sudden they're married or whatever and it's like well then maybe put down the app <laughs> for mm-hmm. at least a little bit and be honest with like this is exactly what I want, like how mm-hmm. you were saying. And right off the bat, too. Mm-hmm. It should, that should be a deal breaker if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, like I joined a kickball league to meet, actually meet people instead of doing the whole app thing because I yep. thought that would work better. It didn't turn out to work, but for other reasons, it's fine. But it, that, those things can work. So, yeah, I would say definitely keep doing that. Keep trying that. And then don't be on the other side. If you want monogamy, great. If you don't, there is nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people are going to tell you you're a slut whore. That's fine. Yeah. Own it. It's fine. It is fine. What it's because it's people, what makes you happy. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit what Shelby down the street has to think about my relationship. I don't care. Good You're, for you. I don't. Like, that's what my parents think about my relationship. I'm like, girl, cool. It's my life, though. I have to be happy in it. Was it hard for you to come out to them? What was their reaction when Being you Being gay or having yeah. a relationship? Or both? Being gay. Well, both. Gay was hard, but I made it. Because I'm an idiot and I'm jokey. I made it like in a little jokey way. Like I wore a shirt that from Hot Topic from back in the day. There were Spencer gifts. I'm not sure which one. Sorry, I don't do girls. And I wore it to like go say goodnight to them one night. Not forgetting that I had the shirt on. <laughs> oh no. So then 20 minutes later, my mom comes down in the basement where I was living. I was a teen. Don't think I'm like a 30 in the basement. She comes down and she's like, but you like women, right? And I was like, what does that even mean? And then it just kind of... <laughs> drop down from there surprise i don't and then since all then like right not long after my mom was always joking about like michael has asked or she tried to ask my older brother michael at the time when he was alive she tried asking him and he did like little like spy missions to find out if i was straight or gay because i had britney spears all over my wall i was insane it's always britney spears i was insane it was always britney no spears. i know because my one good friend was like, oh, I'm straight and straight and straight, but I love Britney. And then it was like, we know. Yes. We know. Everyone knew before me. It's okay. And it was true because they did know before me. Mm-hmm. I had an eighth grade girlfriend that he was in love with. I glowed her up. She glowed me up. It was fantastic. <laughs> and I was confused by that. So then it turned, you know, how to figure it out on my own. Um, I can't remember where I was going with that. Oh. Do you. <laughs> yes, do you. Please, please, please do you. Because... Ultimately, that's what's going to make you happy. Oh, my God, or yeah. Or content. Yes. Yeah. And if, if I stay up at 2 a.m. and I watch those D 
damn love movies that I cry myself to sleep because I'm like, I want that. Always. I get it. But I actually don't want it. No. I want it because like it's it's a great feeling, but you'll get that feeling. What makes you happy will give you that feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Coming on stars. We'll We'll see you back. Family episode. (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) Who knows? It could be for a lot of different episodes. Thank you for listening to Conversations to Connect with Gretchen and Christy. If you like our show, want more information, and want to connect with us, go to our website at www.conversationstoconnect.com and follow us on Instagram. We hope this episode has given you some useful tips in creating meaningful conversations in your life. If you feel like you would benefit from talking with a therapist, one resource is www.psychologytoday.com, or you can contact your insurance company. See you next time.